How can you achieve and maintain business growth? Harvard Business School Executive Education is now accepting applications for a new program, Driving Profitable Growth. Taking place in Boston from October 25th through the 28th, this program focuses on business expansion and organizational growth strategies that can lead your company into the future. Learn more about this three-day program for senior leaders by visiting hbs.me growth. That's hbs.me growth. From the land of the free and the home of the Chiefs, with two-man coverage of the red and gold, this is the Locked On Chiefs Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Welcome back to Locked On Chiefs. It's Wednesday, February 22nd, and we have a show that's going to be very interesting. Chris and I are going to get into a bit of an argument about where we are with Jamal Charles. Heart and soul of this offense, I think a guy that no one in Kansas City wants to see leave you know, we're going to take a look specifically at his health versus his contract versus, honestly, is he a Hall of Fame back? We're going to cover that. We're going to cut it and put it at the end of the show. We're going to talk about the special teams. But before we get to any of that, late on Tuesday, there's some reports uh, surfacing that, quote unquote, the there's a growing sense that the Chiefs uh, might be willing to part ways with Alex Smith uh, in favor of Romo. Uh, should he become available? And that it would not be a situation where you had to try and make both of them fit on the roster together or try to find a trade partner or that kind of thing. So very interesting. I still don't know that there's 100% viability there with this particular report. And if there is, I don't see anything I didn't see last week when we talked about the situation. The glass quarterback that is Romo at this point while motivated and and has been a winner in this league, and I take nothing away from his effort and from his motivation, but the guy just can't stay healthy. The Chiefs' offensive line is not as good as the Dallas' offensive line, despite uh, you know all the love that LED is getting lately from around uh, the Twitter sphere in the NFL. And you can't take a chance on pinning your next evolution of this football team, and that's that's honestly what this is that. The only reason you move on from Alex Smith is because you feel he's maxed out and you can't get anything more out of him. And that is a situation where if you've made the playoffs and you're not going anywhere, you got to pin your hopes on Tony Romo at that point. And to think that he's going to, A, play an entire season, which he hasn't done in three seasons, and B, be able to win a playoff game with this particular cast in the Andy Reid offense, which is not something that he's been brought up in, I think that's a huge stretch. And if the team were to do that, I think it's a big mistake. They will take what is a team that is still building towards an AFC championship and put all their eggs in one basket. And if that basket falls and cracks, just like any part of Tony Romo's body, they're in a situation where uh, a very, very good football team that should still be on the upswing is now dead in the water. So we'll keep an eye on that and keep updating you as we hear stuff. But we're going to get into special teams and we're going to finish up with Jamal Charles today. So go ahead, listen to the rest of the Locked On Network. We have great shows on the draft and on the NFL. And really, go out and subscribe for us. If you want to leave us a, you know, a rating or a review, please do. We'd love to hear what you think. All right, so as we move on, we're going to take a quick look at the special teamers. The guys that are, are very, very specific in their role for this team in doing the things that they do on the special teams. Uh, and then we're going to move on to Jamal Charles. So hang with us. We're going to get into that. 
But let's start off the big question mark as the team has gone through the offseason, quote unquote, cash strapped is that Dustin Colquitt's got a sizable contract out there. As good as he is, and he is one of the elite punters in this league, uh, for a guy who's 34 years old, playing at one of the few positions you can get away with that well into your 30s, uh, I think he's made enough money over the years that he's probably open to, to taking um, you know, a little bit of a, of a discount to sign an extension. And if that can drop their cap number, that's really what the game's about because you're going to see the cap go up over the next couple of years as well. Yeah, I, I don't think that you're going to see Dustin Colquitt sit on that roster at, at nearly $5 million cap hit. So if they can do that, even though he's 34 years old, playing at a position that's one of few in the NFL that you can play well into your 30s, I think he's still got enough leg left in him to warrant another contract. And if they can drop that cap number, that's really the name of the game. Uh, and the other thing to consider is that even though uh, it'll be a bit like kicking the can down the street, is you're going to get uh, cap raises over the next few years that are going to alleviate him in particular at a relatively small cap number for such uh, an elite veteran. Yeah, and I mean, he's one of the hearts and souls of this team as well. And, you know, I know that's really weird to say about a punter, but everybody seems to love him and all the fans I know love him from going to training camp. He is such a great player and, and uh, so great with the fans and, and this he is really a clown in a lot of sorts, and it really goes a long way, I think, in the locker room and uh, for fans as well. Yeah, I think that's something you can't underestimate. You have to have those personalities on your team, especially for a team like this that wants to remain loose and feel like a family. And, yeah, and I and I want to emphasize, I don't mean clown in a bad way. Uh, you know, <laughs> he, he just he likes to have fun. He's you know that that's his personality type, and uh, he is not shy or or uh he doesn't really care seem to care what other people think so i don't mean that clown in, in a bad way i'm talking i think that's a very good thing for him to have and as a personality on this team helps keep guys loose especially in something where you're talking about special teams uh that can make or break a game for you now the next guy that we need to talk about <laughs> i think we're going the same direction uh, the little brazilian dynamo yeah. Uh, you know, personally, I think that I know he's a restricted free agent, and I expect that they will just get him another contract for another year. But I don't know that if I'm Kansas City, I don't know that I even let him go that far. I would, if you could, and I'm not sure what the rules are, if you could, I would almost try to give him a three or four year extension right now. You know, and, and I have to agree. I know there's a lot of split opinion on on where he is, whether he should be a long-term uh, player on this team or whether he's somebody that needs to be replaced. Personally, uh, I, I think his positives are a lot more defined than his negatives. So uh, I would resign him as well, and I, I think he does a, a solid job. I don't know that you want to pay him a ton of money. He just played out his rookie contract at a little over 600 k So in terms of relative cost for this team, he's fairly light. If they can keep that close, then I I think they do it because I don't see uh, a whole lot of options in bringing in uh, kickers that are going to do better for you. Well, and and I've had people tell me on Twitter that they need to replace him. Uh, They want a guy that can boom him from 55, 60 yards out, and they can, you know, take a chance in, in kicking those. And I'm sitting here thinking, you got maybe one or two of those in the league in general. I'm sorry. Those type of guys are even rarer than 
franchise-type quarterbacks where there's maybe five in the league. And to me, that's saying a lot. I think Santos is a great kicker. I'm not saying he's he's fantastic or should be in the Hall of Fame or anything. But you got to remember, he's now going to be going into his third year, and he's kicking over 85%. He was an upgrade over Ryan Suckup, and his kickoffs are a lot better than Suckups ever were. Uh, overall, I think you got to be very happy with him. Uh, and I think he's just going to continue to get better and going to have a stronger leg moving forward as he continues to grow into the position. I, I agree with you there. And I expect to see him in a Chiefs uniform in 2017 and beyond. Now, the the third leg of the uh, special teams triangle is James Winchester. And he did just sign a contract extension, uh, 4.45 for five years. So he comes in at, at an average salary under a million dollars, which in this cap, I think, is very, very solid for a guy that has to play on every one of your special teams. He does a, a solid job, not only uh, snapping, but as well as in the coverage, uh, made a couple of nice plays that were very helpful in, in securing games for the Chiefs in 2016. Yeah, and you saw what he meant to this team with uh, what happened with his dad and the way the team kind of um, rallied around him. And then, you know, uh, it said a lot to me to see him actually show up and play the way he did uh, the game after losing his father. Uh, to me, that says a lot that. about character, and that says a lot about uh, the person himself. And I understand that, you know, if his dad would have uh, been around, his dad would have wanted him to, to be there and play. So, you know, I get that that can be said. But to me, you know, he went out and he had a better game than I think he normally does. Uh, and he was extremely fired up, and I believe he recovered a fumble. If he wasn't the one that caused it, I can't remember which, if, if he recovered it or caused the fumble. It was listed as a recovery, so he did secure them the ball back, and I think that was a big play. That was huge. Uh, and, you know, it's great to see him sign a contract extension. I think he's going to be uh, – I think he's done very well. Uh, I can only remember maybe two or three snaps that really have been off all season long. And when you're talking about how many snaps there are, that's a pretty good percentage. So uh, pretty happy with James Winchester as your long snapper for the future. Well, we're going to get into it right this minute, Chiefs fans. This guy is core to what the Chiefs have become. And unfortunately, there's a crossroads right now with Jamal Charles. And there's a lot of debate back and forth whether he is somebody that needs to stay on this team or whether they they cut his contract, maybe try to re-sign him. But uh, let's take a look first and foremost, Chris. Uh, Easily, he belongs at the ring at Arrowhead, right? I would think so. Um, with what he's done for Kansas City, I would think he does. But, you know, he's still two or three good seasons from uh, being a legitimate uh, – well, not legitimate, but, but being a sort of a lock for the Hall of Fame. I mean, he would still need to have two good seasons, in my mind, for him to be a lock. I think he deserves to get talked about now. But – the question is whether or not he can stay healthy. I mean, you look at what Terrell Davis did and how he had to wait as long as he did to get in the Hall of Fame. Um, and I know his number is a little bit better, but my point is, is that, you know, his his career was short, and Charles is, is kind of short as well, really looking back at it. 
Well, I'm glad you bring him up because Terrell Davis is exactly the guy that I base my case for. Jamal Charles is a Hall of Famer now because when you look at their statistics, Jamal Charles is just short of 10,000 yards rushing and receiving combined. Uh, he's already 1,000 yards ahead of what Davis amassed, as well as Charles has the highest yards per carry in NFL history. And I think that stat alone makes him a Hall of Famer, even if he has to hang it up tomorrow. Well, and, and like I said, you that, that's kind of where I was going with that, is that, you know, you look at what Terrell Davis was able to do, and he, but he had to wait for how long to get into the Hall of Fame. I mean, he waited at least six years uh, longer than, you know, he was first eligible. So uh, I, I think you're going to have a case for Jamal Charles. I think he is one of the best players that's ever played in the NFL. Uh, but, you know, if he could come back and have one or two more seasons, I think he easily solidifies himself as one of those guys that would be in the Hall of Fame, maybe not the first year, but by, you know, the second or third year that his eligibility is up, he would be in the Hall of Fame. And you know he wants to stay in Kansas City. He's come out and said he wants to play in Kansas City. Um, so, you know, you'd really like to see him back. But at the same time, and I go back to, and I'm sure we're going to talk about this here when we start talking about outside linebackers shortly. But you, you look at what the Patriots have done over the past 10 years. And one of the reasons the Patriots have been so good is because They've gotten to a point where when a player starts to wear down, they've let him go or traded him to somebody else. And generally speaking, that player hasn't done very well elsewhere. And they've gotten out of paying a lot of money to players that we're going to be able to produce. I'm not saying Jamal Charles can't produce, but you look at Tom Bahali, and I'm, I'm having a really hard time seeing his $21 million is going to be worth it uh, over the next two years. And that's a fair point. The thing with Charles is, you know, he's 283 yards short of 10,000 from scrimmage. Uh, I think that puts him over the, the, the hump for getting in the hall. The problem is the last two seasons, you've gotten eight contests out of him. And I mean, not even 100 carries. So that's really it. If he's healthy, if, if these uh, meniscus issues have been cleaned up, if the knee is back to being stable, then I think you're good to go. I think it's worth bringing him back, uh, hopefully on a slight extension that can lower his cap number. But it's all about, for me, whether he's healthy or not. You're right. It, it does come down to his health. If his needs are going to be good, he will be good to go moving forward. The problem is, is it's going to be really hard to know whether or not he's going to be healthy, and he can do that. Uh, only Kansas City is going to know that uh, when their doctors look at him. Um, you know, honestly, I can't see him playing for seven million this year in Kansas City because of their cap issues that they're going to have. Uh, so I really do think that there's going to be uh, something they're going to have to figure out uh, money-wise so they can get this uh, figured out with Charles and see if he can even play in Kansas City, uh, or they'll have to release him and uh, go move on with what they have. I personally think that would be a crime if that's the way it works out. He wants to be at home. Uh, he has repeatedly made you feel that he feels like this is his team. 
I don't know that he wants to play for anybody else. I don't know, honestly, if he's capable of playing at all. And if he is, I think he has to be in a Chiefs uniform. I think he will be willing to work that contract. I don't think that it's a situation where you get the player thinking one way and the team feeling the other. They all want to come together at the end of the day. And I think they get it done. I don't think that you have to let Jamal Charles walk. I think the bigger concern is his health. Uh, I'm sure he'll take a restructure. In my mind, maybe I'm you know, misreading the entire situation. But as far as I can see, it looks like he wants to be in Kansas City. And I still think that it's uh, more than possible that it happens. Now, you know, could we get news tomorrow that, you know, they're at an impasse and that's what's going to happen? Could be. You'll never know. But any update, we'll be sure to let you know as soon as it does happen. Do us a favor. Go out and subscribe to the show. We're going to have breaking news that's going to hit and won't necessarily get posted to websites. So make sure you're subscribed on iTunes or at Audio Boom or any Android app that you like to use. Thanks for listening to us today, and we'll talk to you tomorrow. Thanks for listening to the Locked On Chiefs podcast. While you're out there, give us a rating or review. And reach out to us on Twitter, at Ryan Tracy NFL and at Chris Clark NFL. We'll talk to you next time.